shadows so I can keep an eye on the street below. Alfred says I have trouble with intimacy, but people often die when they get close to me. I'm kicking and punching. Welcome back to the Batman and Robin Eternal DC Threekly Podcast. I'm Vince, here with Brian and Zach, as always. Uh, This time to break down issue number 14 of Batman and Robin Eternal. If you haven't read issue 14, then goddammit, go back and read it before you listen to the show, because we will be spoiling it for you. Uh, Okay, we're going to start by breaking down the plot. We began several years ago in a chemical plant in Prague... Uh, Bruce and Dick are barreling forward in the Batmobile, uh, and they arrive to find some sort of uh, clone saga featuring Walter White from Breaking Bad (laughs) going on. A bunch of guys in the chemical plant working on something. Uh, Batman and Robin are looking for Scarecrow. Mother calls into Batman's cowl, but not Robin. She's very specific in saying that I am only talking to you, Batman. And tells him that she needs to talk about a mutual friend. Well, Batman is supposed to go have Robin disable a bomb elsewhere. May I interrupt for one second? Yeah. Scarecrow is the one talking to him, not Mother. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I oh, I said Mother? Yeah. Okay. I figured you just made a slip yes. of the tongue. Yep. I, yep, I just screwed up my reading my notes here. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. Yes, he's talking about Mother, clearly. Right? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's what I meant. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, so then flash forward nursery Harper Cass, Dick, they are discussing a nuclear bomb that's going to go off in the nursery. Uh, they want David Kane's help in navigating themselves through the nursery to maybe diffuse it or escape or something, you know, David refuses uh, he fights them for a bit, and he calls some robot drone-type things to come attack. Uh, we flash back again. Batman is talking to Crane um, about Mother, just like we they alluded to in the earlier flashback. Um, Batman is asking Crane about his connection to Mother. Crane is saying that he works for her because she's so wealthy, and he has these grand ideas about where he's going to take his fear toxin and... And they're the it's the kind of scope that only mother can provide him. Um, uh, mother wants him to use the fear toxin to create this deep traumatic fear, the sort of thing that we've been seeing her use to um, shape her children, so to speak. Um, mother also wants a full psychological report on Batman from Dr. Crane. So, um, you know, Crane says he's going to get that from Batman. He's going to go back to Mother. Um, if Batman doesn't comply, he's going to kill Robin. Um, Batman calls Crane's bluff on it, uh, saying that, you know, the whatever bomb has already been disabled. Um, and he tells Crane that he's going to send Crane back to Mother with the report but the report is going to be specifically what Batman crafts for her to hear himself. And it's kind of ends with a badass panel where Batman's like, you work for me now. 
Is that it? <laughs> Hold on. Uh, Christian Bale. You work for me now. <laughs> All right. All right. Well now, done. Now, thank you. Present day again. Cass is fighting off the drones. Harper's trying to hack the system. She can't. She's worrying about her family. She kind of has like a tender moment of friendship and hugs with Cass and Harper, or, or with Cass. Um, meanwhile, Dick takes down David, and that ends up killing the power to the robots, too. So he has some sort of transmitter, of course. Um, the issue ends with them flying away from a very distinct mushroom cloud. Uh, so the bomb clearly goes off, but they escape. Um, they've got, it's Harper and Dick and, and, uh, David, and they've got Cass in tow and they're heading to spiral headquarters in England. And that's where the issue ends. Did I cover everything? Yeah. Nice job. All right. <laughs> um, so, oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe I was dozing off. Did you mention uh, the Fernando Blanco and Roger Robson did the art? I did not mention writer or artist. Okay, and James Tynan wrote the script. Yeah. So there we go. Um, yeah, I thought it was a, a pretty good issue. I thought this was one of uh, you know we we talked last week about how Tynan seems to be doing the. Um, the sort of big picture issues, you know, where where we're supposed to be getting just like a big info dump dump of information, and I feel like this one had the least dialogue of any of those, and by that token, was the best. Like it was the yeah. best comic of the bunch, I would say. Yes. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, like I feel like the only pages that feel dialogue heavy are like the ones that have. You know, there are a lot of nine-panel grids in this issue, or that kind of, like, that kind of page. Maybe not exactly nine panels, but like that. Right. Um, and those feel, like, dialogue-heavy, which you would expect, just because, you know, there's, like, so much on the page. Right. But there are a lot of, like, really good spread pages, too, that that look really good. Fernando Blanco, he was kind of a staple in Eternal... The the first Eternal, I feel right. like, and he he does a really good job. Do you believe that he is doing the Bruce flashback or the <clears throat> current stuff? Um, let me look at it again. I think he's doing the current stuff. I think so too. Yeah. Um, I don't really. I'm not familiar with Roger uh, Robinson, Robinson, but. The flashback stuff looks it, – it doesn't really look like Blanco to me. It looks cleaner than Blanco's typical yeah. line. I really like it too. I think both looked really well. It looked really good, and I think they worked really well together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought the – particularly the way he staged the um, uh, Bruce versus Jonathan Crane scenes standing on that bridge – it had a very like classic Batman feel where he's like having a standoff with a villain over some weird chemical, yep. <laughs> you know, like very much felt like a classic Joker confrontation or something. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course 
it can't help just by the the shadows and the smoke can't help evoke the Empire Strikes Back, which is never a bad thing. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, let's see. I thought that this was a nice. You know, I think so many times we've seen the villain giving the hero information because either quote it's the right thing to do or because they're fearing for their own lives but i felt that this wasn't as reductive as that can sometimes be this was well handled it didn't feel out of character for crane to be doing this but it also was surprising enough to be interesting mhm yeah and you you got a great you know typical Batman moment where, you know, he's like, oh, I disabled the bomb earlier today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While you were napping, I was uh, taking care of business. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Um, did this... Do you feel that Bruce's actions in this issue are to lead us to believe that he's been playing Mother this whole time? Yes. And... If that's the case, then how does that explain issue one's him shooting up a family? I don't think that that's... I still don't think that's really him. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't either. Um, I still think that's, like, a red herring. It as, certainly could be. As was, as was like, the, the flashback we had a few issues back that was kind of, like, confirming that. Mm-hmm. Or that, seemingly confirming that scene or whatever. That's going to end up being like the traumatic image that was created by Scarecrow's fear toxin for oh, that specific. Oh, that's good. That is good. All right. I, good night, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Make that your one thing and bag whatever else was you had. Yep. I'm going to George Costanza this. And <laughs> See you later. You've been great. <laughs> Uh, no, that, that's really good. I appreciate that. Um, let's see. What else happened in this issue? You know, I, I think that the Cass Harper thing is nice. Uh, it's been nice to see those characters kind of grow together a little bit. And, uh... Those scenes will never not be heartwarming to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, they can overuse, like... Cast getting getting hugs, you know, like I don't even <laughs> care. They, every issue, that's it'll never not be, not be a tender moment. I can agree with that. I, I'm shocked by how well her bat blood mask has, has stayed intact. Perfect. Yeah. Um, oh, that blood coagulates. You know, it does. It just sticks right on there. Uh, is there uh, is there a part of the issue that to you? is hinting at what they're going to find at Spiral HQ? Um, or any theories about what they're going to find at Spiral HQ? I, I feel like that's going to just kind of be like the the regrouping and let's talk about what's happened and get set up for the last, you know, leg of the story, mm-hmm. almost. It's, gonna, it's like a good opportunity to reassemble all the pieces. Um... I guess maybe like team back up with everybody else, which I don't know. The the tagline for the next issue is next Saint Dumas. So I, I don't I guess we'll yep. get some more of uh Tim and, and Jason in that storyline. 
what I was going to say is this seems like a nice pivot point to uh, to get to get the story back to to Tim and uh, and Jason for a little while. Mm-hmm. Because we really haven't seen them in a few weeks, have we? Right. Yes. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, that was a good while ago because we had that two-parter, and I think the issue before that did that have them in it. That would be issue number eleven. No, issue number eleven was the first one with the uh, sculptor, so that did not have mm-hmm. them in it. Did issue number ten have them in it? Yes, issue number ten had them in it. So that was the last time. So four a month ago was the last time we saw them. By the way, I also go go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to say it's interesting how this is a series that really isn't about Batman. I mean, Batman's in the title, obviously, but Mm -hmm. Bruce is is a minor character in the story at best right now. And I'm just looking at all the different covers here, and he's still on the cover to issues one, two. Uh, and 14. Just about every other issue, he's still on the cover of it. And I'm sure that's a marketing thing more than anything else. Oh, yeah. It's a Batman world. Yeah, exactly. So go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, speaking of, like, characters we haven't seen in a while, we haven't seen Steph in, like, ages. And she got got, a mention in this issue. Yeah, exactly. Oh, really? uh, I I chuckled at that. Me too. Yeah. Essentially, she says that uh, she's going to be Cullen's sister now and how it's going to make Cullen have such bad taste in music. (laughs) So that was a well-played scene. I wonder what her music taste is like. Well, she's supposed to be, like, 15, right? Uh Uh-huh. So, you and her could probably bond over Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah! <laughs> yes! Well done. Thank you. Thank uh, you. It's funny because it's true, folks. It is. It is true, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there, uh, is there anything else before we get to our one thing? Which Zach, I mean, which Vince has already knocked out of the park? <laughs> Um, I don't know. Like it, it, it felt like a lighter issue to me, but a lot happened. So, I mean, we got a, I feel like the stuff with Batman and Scarecrow was pretty, um, it was pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I, and the present day stuff, I think that kind of like helped fill out this issue a little bit. The stuff in the present was a bit more you know, action oriented, not, not very heavy in terms of plot. Although the stuff with Cass and Harper was good, but I I do think that the flashback kind of helped fill this one out a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it was the last several issues. There was a lot of info dumping and this issue was less info dumping, but still a lot happening because they had to close off this sort of segment of the story. Right. And I think it went pretty well. I mean, yeah, I don't think there's anything like earth shattering, but, but yeah, we're get we're, we're getting closer to understanding how all the pieces fit together. Yeah. It seems to me like this is very much a, uh, an opportunity for the, 
creative team to say, okay, here is what our story is all about. Here is here are like the major pieces. And now that we've established all of this, we can streamline everything into the end of our story. You know, it's just a, it's a nice little, um, you know, just a an album. I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is. I guess just yeah, like like Zach said earlier, this really sets us up for the uh, the end game of the series, which is shockingly only twelve issues away. We are far we are further into this than we are out of this. If that yeah. makes any sense, some yeah. weeklies go fast. Yeah. Um. All right. So, Zach, what's your one thing? Um. Have we seen um have we seen much of Hugo Strange in the new fifty two? Uh, I can't recall. I thought it was interesting that he got name dropped here. Um Was he part of Eternal for half a second? Maybe. I, I really I'm really spotty. I feel like we've seen him before, but I can't place where. Let me uh you guys keep talking, and I'll do a little googling here. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think it's, it's it's pretty. It is pretty interesting he got name dropped because I can't necessarily remember seeing him in the New Fifty Two. But I also haven't read every Bat book in the New Fifty Two, so he could have shown up like in the um, the Pete Tomasi, but not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not Pat Gleason issues of Batman and Robin or right. You know, or like the, there was the dark Knight series and right. Or the, yeah, there's a lot of stuff or the Tony Daniel detective comics stuff. You know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff that I dropped pretty early on that he could have easily showed up in. The, I just wouldn't remember. Right. And like, I feel the name drop here is pretty, um, I, I, you know, it almost kind of just seems like set dressing, like world building, yeah. You know, here this you know, this is set indeterminate time in the past, you know, they're kind of like, oh, Hugo Strange, he probably you know, this is probably before he became a villain or whatever and kind of just establishing that. But uh, it'd be interesting. He's a character that I don't think has been utilized all that much. It'd be interesting if he ended up having a part to play. Or if they're like setting up for something later even, you know? Yeah. Okay, so Here's what I've got. North Korea says it has conducted a successful hydrogen bomb test. Oh, wait, that has nothing to do with... (laughs) Uh, No, so Hugo Strange in the New 52 uh, was apparently recruited by the crime syndicate to join the secret society of supervillains in Forever Evil, which I don't remember at all, so I'm guessing it was, like, the shortest scene possible, possibly even just, like a single panel and then you well, might have seen him in the background. There was also those forever evil, like Arkham tie-ins mm-hmm. uh, it could have easily uh-huh. happened in there. And I would have never noticed cause I was too busy giving zero fucks about that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. So we've established right. it. He's, yeah, he's been around. <laughs> he's yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, my one thing is when I, opened up the issue and I looked at that first page just look at Dick in that first page doesn't that look way more like his Nightwing gear than his Robin gear 
Uh, Specifically, the collar on on his uh, on his shirt. Yeah, but you know that that damn bat suit or Robin suit that they put him in. Like, I just feel like they never get that right, or like that's true. Haven't decided, you know. Yeah, but, but I think your but I think your point. When I opened it, I was like, "Oh, is this a flashback? Did they go back to Prague?" Because they're also saying this several years ago, so that they're not tying themselves down to a particular time frame. So mm-hmm. I thought maybe this was going to be a, a still a flashback, but not a flash as far back as we've been seeing, mm-hmm. which I thought would have been a really interesting thing to do. And I wonder if we're ever going to get a uh, sort of a more, uh, if we're going to get any, any flashbacks to the time after Prague, but before now. Sure. Yeah, that's an interesting idea. Because I, I feel will... like they've kind of like primed us to just think like we've got the two, you know, eras or whatever. Yeah. But I will say that I I googled Dick Grayson Robin New Fifty Two, and he does have that neck. Mm-hmm. The costume does have that neck ribbing. So I don't know. Just... I will say that this is probably the. I feel like the way he's drawn in this issue as Robin looks the most Robin-like, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Like he looks like I kind of, you know, closer to what I think of as Robin. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a, a bit more. Uh, he looks younger, and and the costume doesn't look quite as New Fifty Two esque. And, and since it, he's since he's sitting in the Batmobile, we can't tell whether he's wearing the underwear with no pant legs, right? <laughs> which would be a nice. They should just go back to that. Uh, have either of you guys watched much Teen Titans Go? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen the episode where all the Robins show up? Yes, I've seen a clip from. I don't think I've seen the actual episode. Uh, it's pretty great. But but so at one point there's like a Carrie Kelly Robin, <laughs> a an old like 1960s Silver Age Dick Grayson Robin, um, a really brooding Robin, and then I forget who the fourth. Uh, maybe, maybe the Robin from the show is the fourth Robin. But at one, like two different times, somebody compliments Robin's smooth legs, and both Dick Grayson and Carrie Kelly say thank you. And it's uh, it's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, I just saw an episode when we were back home visiting. This is like totally off topic, but I want to talk about it because it was funny. Mm-hmm. But I saw the episode where um, they really got into soccer. Have you seen that one? <laughs> yes, I have. Yeah, so good. Have you seen that? Have you seen it, Vince? I have not seen that one. No. It, the basic gist of it is they they really get into soccer, and then they find out that all soccer balls have a creature inside that sends out a psychic pulse that makes everyone obsessed with soccer and that's what <laughs> and then they go fight the king of those things it, uh it's a good it's a good episode that is funny that's a great show it's <laughs> it's my daughter is so into superheroes because of that show it's great it's uh oh is it i is there a teen titans go comic right now there is yes okay good. it is it's one of those digital first bi-monthly or bot yeah Bi-monthly, oh, okay. folks. So, okay. you know, it doesn't come out all that often. But my daughter got the first uh, the first trade from Santa Claus. 
this year. So <laughs> good guy. Good yeah, Santa. he's a good dude. He also gave her oddly the most recent issue in her stocking. I don't really know why he Aww. neglected the middle section there, but you know his heart was in the right place. He, <laughs> Santa's not big into continuity. He thinks well, that every it's, con- it's probably pretty continuity light. I would think, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. He also is of the firm belief that every issue is someone's first issue, so you need to have you know good jumping on points. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> all right, guys. Anything else to add? Um, I just want to add how nice it was at the bottom of that first page to get the little moment where Robin's like, "Shouldn't we be slowing down?" And Batman goes, "No," and he's like, "Yeah, awesome." You know, yeah. like <laughs> like being Robin to him is still fun, and like I, it really makes me want some comics, like an ongoing series or something, or anthology or whatever featuring like dick and bruce dick and bruce classic batman and robin maybe maybe a little jokier but like playing it straight for the most part you know and then a better robin costume yeah yeah with no pants of course (laughs) there has to be a way to give him pants and not make it uh you know as dumb as it is here (laughs) yeah that's all right All right, guys. Thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, You can follow all three of us on Twitter, um, where you get to hear about things like me sneezing glitter today. (laughs) Which was a great joke. Everybody go and check Brian's Twitter for... for that joke. It was was really good. (laughs) I am at Brian Needs a Nap. I am at VJ underscore O-S-T-R-O-W-S-K-I. And I'm at SirFox89. So until next time, don't let the fear toxin get you down. Go Pack Go! Be gracious,